It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to Amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Hello, this is Father Louis Skirty with Friends of the Word, Reflections on the Holy Scriptures, 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Thank you for joining us. Pass this on to your family and friends. And always let me hear from you, FatherLouisSkirty at Hotmail.com. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures for Sunday of the 30th Sunday of the year are from Jeremiah, and you can consult your lectionary or your missalette. Jeremiah, Hebrews, and Mark. Okay, Jeremiah's story basically is God welcoming back his holy people and all the people during one of the exiles. We don't know if this was the 7th century or 5th century exile, but the, the reading depicts the, the Lord calling back the people of Israel and he mentions the remnant, which is very interesting, because the remnant means those who were the faithful ones, the small group, the remnant. You know, like um, my mother used to sew, and, and, and she had remnants left over. She would make something else from the remnants, which are little pieces. But the scriptures refer to the remnants of God's people. Those who really heard his voice and were faithful to him. And he was welcoming them, saying basically after all, hey, I'm, I'm their father, I'm their Lord, I want welcome back home. Okay, and the Holy Scriptures continue with the psalm, the Lord has been gracious, and he has done gracious things for us, we're filled with joy. Okay, so that's the impression people of Israel were having, because the psalms were written well after the Scriptures of Jeremiah, how joyful the people of Israel must have felt coming home. Now, put the people of Israel aside for a second and identify with them, how welcoming we are. Okay, One, God welcoming us always to his holy church. Two, how welcoming are we to other people who come in? And do we really welcome them with joy? I have to say, honestly, sometimes you're in church, you hear a psalm like, it's a beautiful psalm. It's a, the Lord has done great things for us, we're filled with joy, we're filled with joy, and it goes on and on. And you want to say, Madove la gioia, where is the joy? In the singing, sometimes it hampers us, our spirits. The enthusiasm of the celebration sometimes is just not what it should be. But that's up to you and to me. You are the people of God. Voice your two cents. Voice it to the pastor, the music ministers, everybody. Let your voice be heard. Because when we're singing something about joy, we should sing it joyously. Okay. Now, of course, you know this is a reflection on the scripture. That, so that means I attended Mass today, and that's why my observation comes from my attending Mass. Beautiful celebration, but a little more joy is needed in our celebration. Maybe that's up to the music ministers, but that's, that's neither here nor there right now. Of course, Letter of Hebrews, we've been hearing selections of Hebrews 
The letter of Hebrews is a great letter because it, it puts us in perspective and in connection with um, Christ as the New Testament high priest and the standard behavior of the Old Testament high priest. The letter of Hebrews balances that. And of course, Jesus did all the things the high priest did. The only thing is, he didn't offer a lamb. He offered himself. The blood he sprinkled was his own blood. And of course, he was himself an unblemished priest. Just like priests make reconciliation for themselves and for the people of Israel in the Old Testament, Jesus makes reconciliation through his life. And of course, he is going into the Holy of Holies, heaven, unblemished, without sin. And of course, because of that, we are filled with joy again, and we are called to follow him. Okay, now let's go to the Gospel. Gospel of Mark. We're on a journey, Mark. Don't forget, we're on a journey. Headed toward Jerusalem. Mark, who wrote the Gospel, knew the whole picture. So he knew where Jesus' journey was taking him. The cross and resurrection. Go back. On his way to Jerusalem, he stops in Jericho. And that's where he meets Bartimaeus, whose name means uh, son of the darkness, or son of fear. Bartimaeus. Okay, before we get that, Jesus had already tried to indoctrinate his apostles with the fact that, yes, he was the Son of Man, but yes, as the Son of Man, he had to endure life's challenges in order to experience the resurrection and the cross and the glory. And the apostles, like you and me very often, just didn't get it. They didn't know, they didn't want to know, I think, that Jesus had to endure life in order to pass through this earthly existence into heaven. So whenever Jesus talks about suffering, they say, because they say, Jesus, you know, we don't want to hear that. Don't talk about that. Okay. So Jesus is confronted with his apostles who were blind and deaf sometimes. So now we have the story of Jesus and Bartimaeus, but go back early in the scriptures and we see Mark's, Mark's thinking. It just formulates. He had, talk, he had spoken about Jesus curing the blind man. Then he spoke about Jesus inviting people into him and to follow him. And now we have another blind man. And throughout all of this, I don't know if he's talking to the apostles, he's talking to you and me. Throughout all of this, he's telling us to open our eyes. Okay, so what happens? So the blind man is on the road. This, this little section of Mark 10 is packed with information. He's on the side of the road. So he's not with Jesus. But he calls out the title of Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. He calls out the title of Jesus. So education is happening. From the Mark's perspective, education is happening. He's teaching us who this man is, Son of David, the fulfillment of all the expectations of Judaism. Have pity on me. Who can have pity but God? We say that at Mass. We say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Kyrie eleison in Latin. Well, that means, have pity on me. Lord, have pity on me as I begin my, my Mass, begin our prayer at Mass. That's why we say, Lord, have mercy. So this blind man, 
who you think is, well, he is blind, but he's more insightful than many of his followers, have pity on me. So they tell him, be, be quiet, be quiet. See what happens when people who really speak the faith speak out? The establishment says, be quiet, be quiet. We don't want to hear that. Be quiet, be quiet. But I'm proclaiming Jesus. Be quiet, be quiet. Then all of a sudden, Jesus hears him and says, bring him over. Oh, now the tides, the, the tides have changed. They go over to the man. He's calling you. Come over. What does the man do? A beggar was a beggar. That was the status. He had a begging cloth, his shawl, his, his robes, had a begging bowl. That was it. He was on the side of the road. So that was probably his station. He couldn't advance anymore in society. He was, quote, cursed. The Old Testament thinking was, if you were born with a disability or if you developed a disability ability like blindness, you were cursed. Not so with Jesus. So that doesn't apply to Jesus. doesn't apply to Christians. doesn't apply to us of the New Testament. Whatever disability we have, we approach it differently. We approach it as a way of getting closer to God. So go back to Bartimaeus. So Bartimaeus is at the side of the road, as you read in, in, in Mark. Have pity on me, calls him over. He gets rid of his begging cloth. He throws off his garments and follows Jesus. He gets led to Jesus. He's leaving his former way of life behind. When we follow Jesus, really follow Jesus, we're invited to leave our former way of life behind. What do you want me to do? Could you imagine Jesus asking you, what do you want me to do? Now, in the United States, very recently, there was this like a billion dollar lottery. I wonder how many people prayed, Jesus, let me win the lottery. I'll help this one, I'll help that, you know, all the conzones that go with that, promises. The man didn't ask for that. Solomon didn't ask for that. Remember the readings from the Book of Wisdom? He asked to see. He asked Jesus to see. Think about the apostles who up to this point see Jesus but don't really see him, hear Jesus but don't really hear him, don't, don't get it. This blind man hears Jesus, knows he's going by, and he calls out, have pity on me. I want to see. Let me put words in the blind man's mouth. I want to see more of you, Jesus. I want to follow you. I want to know what you're all about. Okay, folks, that's us. We're the blind people speaking to Jesus. And I don't care how much faith we have, we can go for more. Because we need to see Jesus in our lives. Okay, so Jesus says to him, that's what it says to us, and it's a kick in the head, isn't it? Your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you. Jesus says that to all of us. Your faith has saved you. And your faith gives you the ability to see me, follow me, and so we follow Jesus. But not only that, besides throwing off his clothes and, and standing up, Jesus says, go your way. He doesn't go his way. He follows Jesus. He follows Jesus. He has insight. He has faith. He has the ability to see. And he follows Jesus. That's his choice. Now, go back to Mark. Where is he following Jesus to? The cross. He's following Jesus to Jerusalem. So we who are believers, 
we say we follow Jesus, we've got to expect life with all of its ups and downs in order to follow Jesus with faith. So the downs mean things that don't go our way. Death, sickness, illness, unemployment. But with faith in following Jesus, we get through it. We go through the cross and we experience the resurrection. I can't believe how often that message comes to all of us, but we are blind to seeing it and hearing it. That if we have faith and we follow Jesus, it's not going to be an easy road, as the blind man found out. This guy just cured me. I'm following him. He's going to follow him to Jerusalem and see him nailed on the cross. But this blind man, I wonder if Mark really knew him later on. Well, something you can guess. This blind man put his faith in Jesus and followed him. And Mark knew what he was saying by following Jesus. He didn't say, thank Jesus, now I can go get a job and go on my way. No, he followed Jesus. And that's what we're asked to do, follow Jesus. Your will be done, we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Follow Jesus. Let's make it a little more specific. Seeing Jesus. Seeing Jesus in the poor. Seeing Jesus in those who need us. Seeing Jesus when, we're, when we have the opportunity to offer sympathy. When we have the opportunity to bring a casserole or food to someone. When we have the opportunity to see beyond la figura, what's out there, and see the need in our brothers and sisters. That's why Jesus came. He didn't come so we could see him alone because he's not around. He's not around. He's in heaven, but he's available to us in our brothers and sisters, those who are needy, those who are right with us, our families and friends. So when we accept an invitation, when we have a drink with somebody, when we have a cup of coffee, when we say, oh yeah, I'll do this, or we come visit somebody in the hospital, or we go visit somebody in, in the nursing home, we're visiting Jesus. So with proper insight, we see Jesus. It's not going to look like Jesus, not going to dress like Jesus, not going to wear sandals like Jesus, but our brothers and sisters are Jesus. And that's quite a challenge for us. What do you want, Jesus says to you and to me? What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? I want to see. I want to see you, Jesus, in the world around me. I want to see you through the prejudice. I want to see you through the hate. I want to see you through the, the massacres in temples and synagogues and in churches. I want to see you. So that means we've got to be sympathetic. We've got to be supportive. We've got to be just. We've got to fight for the rights of one another. And we've got to see Jesus in the least of our brothers and sisters. We close with Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa of Calcutta loved Mother Teresa. And what did she say? She served... She went out to the gutters and she helped the, the lepers in, in Calcutta. And she saw Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poor. You can see just Jesus there, of course. But you can also Jesus, we can also see Jesus in our families, our friends, and those who need us, and those who need an ear. Just sometimes just to sit and chat. Thank you very much. God bless you. This has been Father Louis Skurdy with Friends of the Word. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. 
your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.